I'm Brittany Wagner with the Show Me Institute. Joining me is Oklahoma Senator Jabbar Shoemate. Jabbar actually joined us last week for our Friedman Legacy Policy Breakfast, and he talked about how school choice can affect uh, urban communities and how much positive change he's seen in Oklahoma. Thank you for joining me, Jabbar. Thank you. So one thing that you brought up during your speech, which I thought was really interesting, was just your background. You know, your mm -hmm. did you say both your parents were teachers? Mm -hmm. And the word voucher was synonymous with a four-letter word. Yeah. And so you went from there to being supported by a teachers union in your election uh -huh. to being a school choice advocate and being on the Freedmen Speakers Bureau. So I, I just kind of want to know a little bit more about your background and, and how you were able to go from, from those points and, and get to where you are today. Well, really, um, I found that my passion in the legislature was uh, connected to, you know, making sure we had quality schools for, for all uh, of our students and, and all kids. And so um, what moved me was, I, you know, I consistently saw schools that didn't work, especially in the district that I represented. And um, I, I couldn't get traction uh, from administrators uh, to understand that they needed to pay more attention and do some, you know, very, very unique things that I saw going on in charter schools in the same area. And so, I really began to think that there were opportunities to bring quality education to students in my district when I noticed that those that really were equipped to bring that quality education weren't really committed to that. And so I think um, I found my way to not only to support charter schools but to support vouchers and to support uh, tax credit uh, legislation and support scholarships for, for young people to go to schools all around the city because I just felt like we didn't have the time to wait on another study, to wait on another study to fail kids. So tell me about what kinds of choice are offered in Oklahoma right now because in Missouri we have charter schools in St. Louis and Kansas City and students, if you are in a failing school and you have to wait until your school is failing, then you can transfer to a higher performing school. So just, can you provide a little more background about what kinds of choice are offered in Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. In Oklahoma, we have uh, the option, any student across the state has the opportunity, if one exists in their community, to attend uh, a charter school. As well, um, any student through our Lindsay Nicole Henry Special Needs Scholarship Program if they are on an IEP um, and feel like they're not receiving the services within the school district they attend, can take uh, that scholarship or voucher and attend uh, the school that best fits them. And then we also have the opportunity uh, to have uh, small scholarship granting organizations exist in our state that uh, raise uh, funds uh, from individuals and corporations to create scholarships. Uh, those individuals and corporations receive a tax credit. Those scholarships could be then used to take students, uh, mainly and especially in low-income schools, use those scholarships uh, to go to a school of their choice. And we've, we've seen, uh, we've actually seen great success. I, I would have to say in the 10 years I, I was in the legislature, I saw uh, even our public education system improve because there was there was competition. 
Well, that's that was actually going to be my next question. We when we talk about school choice in Missouri, and I know other states have this problem as well. We we often get the argument: Well, if we have private school choice, if we expand charter schools, those schools are going to take away resources from public schools, and the students left behind are going to suffer. And and you've seen firsthand what happens when you do have private school choice, when you do expand charters. So so can you maybe provide me with an answer? That and I can tell people when they say something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, in, a absolutely. W what we've tried to do in Oklahoma is focus on a couple of things. First, first of all, um, you know, I, I take some argument with that because there's a high number of students that we actually absolutely fail in the system, and we lose them through either uh, dropping out or we lose uh, them because of uh, whatever uh, exists in our school districts failing them, they become transient and move around the city. So there's a high number of students we lose because we fail them in the educational process and if we're able to actually capture them through another educational choice that fits them, then um, we've actually brought that money back into the system, not into the traditional public school system, but we've actually brought that back to them in a way that they can use it, that family, uh, successfully for something that is appropriate for them. Uh, yes, I do believe that students who have been, uh, I had uh, 4,900 African-American students in Tulsa Public Schools in my home district. 45% of them attend um, schools all in F theater patterns, meaning their elementary, middle school, and high school is an F. And if they're subject to that experience, we're failing them if I don't give them the option to take their resources and use them at a place that's going to actually educate them. If they're not reading on a third grade level by the third grade, and we all know if you can't read, you can't do math, you can't do science, we fail that student. So I have no issues with catching early the fact that we fail a student and giving them an option that might help them. And there will be folks that will say resources will be taken away, but it's the student's resource. It belongs to the student. So if we're finding that student a quality education, it wasn't the establishment's resource. It was the student's resource. And we've actually fulfilled our mission of educating a student when we can say, I give you the resource to go and get what best works or fits for you. That's what we should be doing in public education. I want to quickly touch on how Oklahoma is now evaluating schools. They're using an A through F mm -hmm. grading system. We currently have in a system where we, we accredit schools, we give them an unaccredited status, uh, and, and some might say that that system can be a little complicated mm -hmm. for parents to understand. Um, and, and now that you've seen this A through F system in your own state, uh, how, what, were the, what are some benefits of having a system like that to parents? It's easy to understand. Oftentimes what happens is with a more complicated system, with a specific number that parents or folks, including myself, don't quite understand what that number means or how that equates, it sends the message that this school is an A and it's doing what it's supposed to do. This one needs some work, it's a C. This one's failing your kid, it's an F. And everybody, I think, is able to digest where that school is. We've had conversations in Oklahoma about, you know, how consistent is that process? Well, 
the schools that in our state that have an F and a D, if you go into them, they're very different from the schools that have A's. And so I think oftentimes we get into the complicated waters of trying to nuance where well, this should have been a point two three seven here and that should have been a point three five seven eight here. If you're a D or an F school, you go into those environments and you'll notice teachers who are there for a year or two and they leave or principals that have been there for a year and over 10 years they've had six or seven principals or you'll notice uh, students who revolve in and revolve out. I call that you know, an, a, a school that we need to, to really work on and you can color it in F or 1373. <laughs> So it sounds like things are going well in Oklahoma with the establishment of this new grading system and with the choice that is being uh -huh. offered students. Uh, now that you've been in Missouri just for a day and a half at this mm -hmm. point, uh, and, and you've, I'm sure, listened to you know, some of the problems that are going on in schools, and I'm, I'm sure you know, you've you know, read in the papers about Normandy School District, mm -hmm. um, because that made national news. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, from, from an outsider's perspective, what are the things that Missouri could do to really improve our public education system? Without question, expand opportunities for choice. Um, when I look at Normandy and I look at the transfer system and students transferring out of communities into schools that are not in their neighborhoods um, and all of the different fluctuations of a student taking a per pupil expenditure of one amount and going to the other ones which create a system where the folks that inherit students that have a lower per pupil feel like they're having to pay more in their own communities for students from another community sets up animosity. And if you gotta get up, if I'm a student and drive, get on a bus and ride an hour to go to a good school to folks who feel like you're gonna come into their school and bring your problems, then we're missing the mark. And I think um, we'd be far better to have an opportunity to have, say, a quality charter school in that community or perhaps have that student be able to access a voucher or a scholarship to either A, go to a private school that best fits their needs, or B, give a local, say perhaps, organization or a local church who has a group of educators who have a mindset that they could build a school that could be culturally competent and meet the needs of that student and that student could stay right in the community that they live in and because there's an opportunity for that school to reap that per pupil expenditure, they see the opportunity to build a school and grow a school, means that you're developing that community. And so what happens is communities, especially communities like the one I represented, they cease to exist because schools close and students are bussed out to other schools and they never fix the schools in their community and no one wants to sell a house around a place that doesn't have a good quality school. Imagine if we had a system like a voucher system where a student could take a resource and there might be folks that say, guess what, we live in this community, we could build a school that works for that child and that child would be able to give us that per pupil expenditure. Then you're talking about school growth in that community and what that absolutely leads to is rebirth of that community and then homes develop in that community and then stores and businesses want to be in that community and that's what we should be building uh, across this country and especially 
in St. Louis, Missouri, and I can tell you in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is rebuilding that area, not saying we'll send you somewhere that could or may or may not want you there. Well, the great thing about federalism is that we get to see cool things happening in other states and say, yeah, you know, I think we should bring that here. And I know in Missouri, there's some issues that could probably be resolved with some of the great things that are going on in your state. So I'm really happy that you were able to share Oklahoma's school choice experience with us. Thank you so much for joining Thank me. Thank you. I appreciate it.